everyone, welcome back to another episode of By the Fire, where I, Ken, your host, take you through mythical tales and creatures from across the black diaspora. Since we're in the season of giving, you know, December is around the corner, I thought, why not talk about spirits? Because everyone should hopefully have the spirit of giving, however, these spirits don't give, but they take. I hope you enjoy this episode and please stay till the end where I have an important announcement to make. The churro is the spirit of a pregnant woman who died during childbirth or committed suicide during pregnancy. A churral is an eternal grief since she lost her child and she originates from Guyana. She's an evil spirit of a woman who died in childbirth, yet her child lived. The separation from her child torments her and she wells in her grief. The separation from her baby makes her restless and so the churral roams throughout the night crying mournfully. Tales have been told that on the night of the new moon, when the place is darkest, the churro passes through the place of her death, looking for her child, and in its absence she mourns woefully, creating the sound of a dog howling. Churros are often met at crossroads, fields or similar places, not often found on or near the water. Dressed in white, she carries her fetus in her arms, depicted by long unbound hair streaming over her face. They resemble a normal human woman, but their feet are turned backwards, and sometimes other features are flipped upside down. They are capable of changing their forms at any time and often change to look beautiful or normal in an attempt to lure young men to their deaths. A churral's victim is a pregnant woman who she follows and possesses out of envy. Her attacks on women take the form of miscarriages, even among those in her former household. A churral also attacks her former husband through the onset of sickness. She will seek revenge if he had abused her during their marriage or if he neglected or neglects the children she had born for him when she was human and alive. If a young man or old one falls for the charms of the churral and becomes enamoured with her, it's believed that she will cause his death. There have been stories of people living with and outsmarting the churral, in some cases even marrying one. If you encounter a churral, it's said that crossing water or leaving shoes behind will save you as churros do not cross water and will spend all night trying to put on the shoes, which of course they won't be able to because their feet are turned backwards. A more grisly account of this type of jumbi, which is a spirit of a dead person, typically evil, is the instance where she is able to find her child or another similar in looks or age to her own. This is when she mourns greatest as she knows that in order for her to find peace, she must take the child with her, in the process killing her child. Some stories say that she turns the child to sleep on its belly and watches as it slowly suffocates, or that she draws the life out of it to go with her, leaving an otherwise healthy looking but dead baby. Another story says that she removes the air from the sleeping child, chilling and thinning it so that he suffocates. No one seems to know what happens after, but people from the older generation suggest that if it was indeed her child, she would find peace and carry on to the next life. But if upon the realisation that she has taken the wrong child, she continues her mourning and her search for the next unsuspecting victim. The Chira was seen in the past to be the explanation of sudden infant death syndrome by superstitious people and to also explain infants rolling over and suffocating in their sleep. The Aloka is a cannibalistic dwarf or troll. They haunt the forest because they have some grudge to settle with the living and their creation is used to warn people to never leave their wives alone in the forest and for all people to remain in their familiar villages. Their country of origin is Zaire, a country in Central Africa. The Aloka represent the dangers of the forest, of going out alone and of toying with danger. They are invoked to dissuade people from straying both physically and mentally 
and warn their husbands of the dangers of abandoning their wives. They may also represent various gangrenous diseases as they slowly eat their victim away, eventually killing them by ending with their liver. They live in the darkest and densest part of the rainforest of central Zaire. An Eloka has grass for a beard, clothes made of leaves and usually carries a bell, which is used to attract and bewitch unsuspecting humans. They have piercing eyes, snouts with mouths that can emit a human, dead or alive. They also have long sharp claws, which can cast a spell that can only be repelled by wearing an amulet or fetish. To survive in the darkest and densest part of the forest, you need to be an intrepid hunter because successful hunters need to possess strong magic. Other encounters with the Eloka treat them more as an enemy tribe than forest bogies. Whilst researching, I bumped into a story about the Eloka and its encounters with one of its victims. One day a hunter took his wife at her insistence into the forest where he had a hut with a palisade around it. When he went out to inspect his traps, he told her, when you hear a bell, do not move. If you do, you will die. Soon after he had left, she heard the charming sound of a little bell coming closer, for the Aloka has a good nose for feminine flesh. Finally, a gentle voice asked to be let in. It was like the voice of a child. The woman opened the door and there was an Aloka, smelling like the forest, looking small and innocent. She offered him banana mash with fried fish, but he refused. We eat only human meat. I have not eaten for a long time. Give me a piece of your arm. At last, the woman consented, totally under the spell of the Eloka. That night, the husband found her bones. So by analysing the spirits that are the Chural and the Eloka, I've seen that they're both examples of a term called moral vitalism. Moral vitalism is a term used to describe a tendency to view good and evil as actual forces that exist and can influence people and events, such as the spirits causing diseases, where the Chural is a symbol of sudden infant death syndrome, so it's as though the spirit herself has caused that syndrome as well as the Oloko who represents various gangrenous diseases as they slowly eat away the victim and then eventually kill the victim by ending at the liver where the spirit resides. So that's the same as that creature who, you know, slowly eats the victim by eating, first of all, a piece of a woman's arm, then flesh from her backside and then eventually ending up at her liver where she eventually dies. Moral vitalism is something that is subscribed to by mostly religious people and right-wing authoritarianists who are people who have a high degree of willingness to submit to authorities they perceive as established and legitimate. Moral vitalism can be seen as good as the belief that evilness is an actual force that can influence events such as spirits causing diseases was actually a tool in preventing the spread of pathogens because if you have a person who is diseased, um another person would think oh they've been you know possessed or touched by a bad spirit so to prevent that from happening to me i should stay away from them so what happens is that action is actually preventing pathogenic bacteria from spreading to other people however moral vitalism could be seen as bad because it suggests that goodness and badness are objective occurrences that occur and influence everyday actions which some people may actually question Rolling calves are huge bull-like creatures who originate from Jamaica. They are always male and it is believed that they are spirits of people, usually butchers who were wicked and dishonest during their lifetime. They live in caves or in the roots of cotton slash bamboo trees and caves during the day. Oh, 
cotton trees. Is that silk cotton trees? I believe so. Rolling calves are with blazing red eyes. Some say that fire exudes from its eyes and a body that is wrapped in chains. The chains drag along behind it, making an unnerving clanking noise that you can hear if a rolling calf is nearby. They roam the roads during the night and they'll block roads on travellers and chase them down. In order to escape one, you can do a number of things. Dropping a number of objects on the ground will stop the rolling calf in its tracks as it will be compelled to count them. That's actually the same as the old hike, which is a vampire. Ooh, what is that about? I've noticed that a lot of folklore from the Caribbean have a thing about counting objects. Hmm. Anyway, running across the road before it is also believed to work and so is sticking a penknife into the ground. Duendes are the souls of children who have died before they were baptised and they come from Trinidad and Tobago. They roam the land in the pursuit of children that are not yet baptised in anticipation of luring them away deep into the woods until they're lost. They charm the children when the moon is full and have a mesmerising whooping sound. A child who plays with a duen may consider it to be a regular child while the duen slowly but surely leads the child further and further away from the protection of home. Some children may be found the next morning in a precarious arrangement if they're found at all. Duens also have been known to come to people's houses crying and whimpering for the love of a mother. They're doomed to roam the earth forever, practising their collection of pranks. They're seen playing in forests, swamps and near rivers. Their manifestation is that of a naked child never grown more than two or feet in height. They wear a large floppy hat and have an entirely indistinguishable face and their feet are turned backwards, similar to the churel. They may approach children and lead them astray in the forest until they're lost, or they may come near people's houses at night, crying and whimpering. They feed off cultivated gardens and seem to have a bizarre fondness for water crabs. Often thought to be evil spirits and malevolent creatures, duens do have a good nature side. They have known to be of assistance to Papa Boaz in the forest when an animal is trapped and injured by imitating animal calls to throw hunters off track. To prevent the duens from calling your children into the forest at dusk, never shout their names in open places, as the duens will take their names, call them and lure them away. So whilst researching, I watched a film by Roger Alexis on YouTube and it was called Duen and it's essentially about Duens and it was told as a bedtime story to a troublesome child. The movie has a protagonist called Cindy, a young girl who was hardened and who never listened to her parents. Something in the forest was calling her and asking her to play with children's laughter. She kept walking into the forest and couldn't see what was calling her. Suddenly, a little brown thing with a straw hat, small like a child with no clothes and its feet were back to front and had no face. Later, the Duen hypnotised her and took her away forever, tied her up, and eventually, more Duens came and ate her. So, that was kind of different to what I researched, because the movie showed that when the Duens actually get bored of playing with the children, eventually they eat them. That was told as a bedtime story to warn another child about the danger of being disobedient to parents. Which I found very interesting, because I read elsewhere that folklore tends to be used as a way of, you know, teaching children about moral values and another thing that was very common in folklore is about what will happen if you disrespect your elders so thank you for listening to another episode of by the fire podcast i really hope you enjoyed this episode and i really did too researching and yeah just finding out a bit more about these spirits and also the moral vitalism that comes with it now onto the important announcement i do want to say that this is my final episode of the year 
I'd like to have this break to focus on my studies and also just focus on engaging with more people outside of my recording so I want to be a lot more active on social media so if you're not following by the fire podcast by now at by the fire underscore pod on instagram and twitter and also on facebook then you're missing out so definitely recommend you giving those pages a follow if you haven't already i'm pretty you know engaging with my commenters if you are commenting i do appreciate and even like everyone who likes and who has done so already you guys are amazing so yeah this is my announcement you won't be having another episode maybe until 2021 i might do another one just before the new year you know new beginnings and all that and hopefully 2021 is a better year than this one has been so although you won't be hearing my voice on you know spotify soundcloud and apple Podcasts, that's right you can hear me across all platforms i'll still be present online and you'll still be able to hear my voice if you follow me on those social media platforms so i do want to thank all the people who have been really supportive so far in, in this podcast journey so I started planning this in May but it only came out in July because obviously I wanted to make sure everything was just right for my listeners and yep I want to thank all my guests who've been on this um season do I dare say this is season one that would be quite cool this is season one of by the fire podcast so I want to thank Antoine Bandele and Jukihi and my friend Temi um for being guests on the show and you know if you want to be a guest for the next season wow then you know still feel free to like send me a message an email at bythefire.mail at gmail.com or dm me on any of my social media platforms because next season will be bigger and better i definitely am going to miss recording episodes but at the same time it's only going to be for a month and in the meantime i'll definitely be researching so if you also have a mythical tale or creature from across the black diaspora that you'd like me to talk about let me know yes thank you so much for joining me by the fire and i hope to catch you not on the next episode but in 2021 bye